0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Marriage Podcast, a podcast aimed at strengthening the most important asset of all families, the marriage. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach and researcher, and speaker on topics such as gender abuse, sexual ethics, trauma, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we will focus on strengthening marriages, encouraging families, and tools for practical living such as how to have hard conversations with my kids about hard subject matters. I will demonstrate many of these with my own children via these podcasts. We are sponsored by the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to strengthen the family, and it all starts with marriages. Join in on the conversation in our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash the healthy marriage. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Podcast, and today we're going to look at building your personal ethos, a kind of application of um, an excerpt from my book, I Can't Say That. Um, you can order that at that.com or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, look forward to diving in today and helping us build our personal ethos, belief system. Uh, we have walked through a lot, um, and you are probably wondering how to bring this home and make it yours. Your own personal ethos was set in place when you were young just as it is being set now in the lives and hearts of your children. This process will likely involve pruning for you as you examine why you believe or don't believe certain things. You will find that you are securing some things and letting other things go. You're adding information, challenging old assumptions, and allowing iron to sharpen iron, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. A word of caution is necessary here, though. Be discerning as to who you listen to and who you elevate as an authority. In this chapter, I want you to be able to put some of these things down in writing. This will help you tremendously to pass them on intentionally to your children and family. A biblical sexual ethic, your ethos, must include a theology of sex, marriage, and a conviction that your role as a parent is one of leadership in this area. If you believe that being a leader means that you are the ultimate authority in all things and you are... Um, not sensitive to the needs, opinions, and views of others, your life will bear the fruit from this approach. If, on the other hand, you believe that you can't tell your kids the truth as you understand it from God's Word, then your opinion will not carry weight. And if you never speak up, stand up, or fight for anything, your legacy will bear these fruits. I hope that your commitment will be to think through these issues, study God's Word, and be able to articulate what you believe and why you believe it to your children through multiple micro-conversations that will bear good fruit. Commit to living by your biblical sexual ethic and lead by example with confidence. Ecclesiastes 3.22 puts our work into perspective. So I saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is, our lot in life. And no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. Invest your most important job raising your children, preparing them. So, how? Building my personal ethos. Your personal ethos or belief system must have a foundation. A first step will be to decide if that will be tradition, your own personal experiences, or God's Word. Your actions prove which one guides you at any given moment or decision point. Are you guided more by what others think of you? Are you motivated by fear due to your experiences or or, or traumatic events? Deciding to make God's word your foundation will require that you make difficult decisions. Some of these will be unpopular, not only to other parents in your community, but especially to your children. This is part of the reason that I am intent on having these micro-conversations with your child at a younger age than you probably think is necessary. This provides a greater chance that your child will adopt your biblical sexual ethic as their own and makes it less likely that they will fight you on unpopular cultural stances. They will understand your view and be more willing to go along with your desire for them if it is also their desire for themselves. This is a beautiful dance that, if played well by starting early, can make the adolescent years a time of relationship and adventure with your children as you carefully and intentionally prepare them to launch into the world. This must be the goal. They cannot stay with you forever. It harms them and you. They need independence. They need room to spread their wings and fly, to fall, and then pick themselves up and try again. Your priorities regarding dating, sex, and marriage for your children must be addressed when they are in their formative years. You can do this. So let's set the stage for success. Where does it start? It starts with you, the parent. As you process all that you have read or heard so far, what are some places where you feel stuck? What are some questions that you that emerge? As you think about your son and or daughter dating, having sex, marrying, being a spouse, and becoming a parent, what are the primary concerns that you have for them? Can you clearly see the path that you desire for them has the least amount of pain and is full of joy, strength of character, and healthy relationships? Most of you want to provide this, or you wouldn't be reading this book or listening to this. Most parents want to spare their children from any pain or trauma. The truth, though, is that we cannot. So let's prepare them. Let's equip them. Let's describe the road that is before them so that they will avoid pitfalls and side rails and choose on their own to stay on the path. So what is your living ethos? If your foundation is scripture, God's word, you can find clarity on many issues, although there will be difficulty as you navigate with your child how to talk about these things, especially if they are someone they care about struggling. Let's review gender. Scripture is clear about God creating humans as male and female. Scripture is clear about the Lord calling them to come together and multiply, Genesis 1, and 28, and 1, 15 through 24. Unless you or your child was born with ambiguous genitalia, also known as intersex, you are either male or female. Remember, though, that you are unique in your design as a male or female. Many of the battles that people are facing today are not actually against their gender, but against what society has said a man or woman should look like or act like. Pornography. Research shows that pornography is damaging to the heart, head, and relationships. It also exploits those men and women in the videos and images. Scripture is clear on this one. Recent studies show an increase of men in their 20s with erectile dysfunction due to pornography use. Wow, this is avoidable. There is no place for it inside or outside of marriage. If you want your marriage to thrive, say no. If you want to be married and stay married one day, say no. If you are content being single but desire to treat others with respect, then say no. Dating. When should your child begin dating? (laughs) Great question. If we look at the scripture, you will see that it does not address dating. A rule of thumb is to remember the admonition of Scripture that, Ephesians 5.3, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. There is no magic age, but dating should wait until they can bear the weight of another person's heart and be responsible for the outcomes of a physical relationship. If they are not at an age where marriage is a consideration or a possibility, then it is my opinion that they are playing with fire. This is discussed in greater depth in chapter 8. Marriage. The Lord says, Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Hebrews 13.4 Scripture is also clear that this covenant is between a man and a woman. Genesis 1.18-25, Matthew 19.1-9, 1, 1 Corinthians 7. The purpose of marriage and family is the raising up of the next generation to know God and honor Him. Look at Psalms 18.5-7. Marriage is hard, but it is an incredible blessing not to walk through life alone. What great care God has for us. Yes, we live in a broken world that has led many into more than one marriage after the dissolution of a previous marriage. God is a God of grace. He restores. He renews. Sexuality is to be stewarded in marriage just as it is during your single days. Marriage is the only setting in which the physical activity that has the potential to bring life into the world ought to be experienced. Does that mean all other sexual activity is acceptable outside of marriage? Well, the Lord says, First Thessalonians 4, 3-6. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. The only place for sexual intimacy is within marriage. Sex. Sex, also known as intercourse, is primarily meant to serve as the place where the sperm and egg are brought together to create new life. Thankfully, that doesn't happen every time a man and a woman come together. Sex, and by that I mean genital play, is also meant to be a pleasure enjoyed by a man and woman within the safety and boundaries of marriage. Research shows that those in monogamous relationship, whether they are married or not, are exponentially more likely to not have to worry about sexually transmitted infections. Sex is meant to be beautiful. Sex is meant to be holy, a sacrament. Sex is also meant to be a regular part of marriage. This serves as protection against the temptations that abound is an incredible source of pleasure as well. Procreation is a natural result, but in God's timing. Technology. These tools need to be stewarded. They are not expensive toys. Teach your children about what is appropriate to view and post online. These tools are not the enemy, but Satan sure knows how to use them. Talk to them about cyberbullying and internet safety. Idols. Be careful who or what you raise up to be worshipped. There is to be only one God. We do not always do this intentionally, but what we prioritize as a family is often evident in kids' lives. Be cognizant of what could become an idol. Do not let it distract you from the one who truly deserves our worship and your involvement in a local church, which is the body and bride of Christ. Hebrews 10, 23-25 and look at 1 Corinthians 12. You and your children need the body of Christ, and the body needs you. So here's your assignment. Now it's your turn to make this yours. Start with scripture listed here, but examine them for yourself. Pray that the Lord will instruct you in both the meaning of the scriptures and how you and your family should live this out. If you're married, this is the best done as a couple so that you are both on the same page and you can lead your family intentionally together. In my book, I Can't Say That, it walks through this as you've heard. What I also have is a workbook that helps you walk through these and look at the scripture to make sure you know your ethos, know what you believe so that you can lead intentionally with integrity, following God's word and changing your children's lives in their futures. Bless you and your family. Thank you for tuning in to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence, and definitely not alone. Find out more about all that we do at HealingLives.com. I want to see your family, and specifically your marriage, thrive. Thank you to our sponsor, the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle. And to access my new best-selling book for parents, go to ICan'tSayThat.com to purchase and receive the audiobook for free. It's an honor to serve.